Welcome to Behind the SAS. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and this week, I need to acknowledge that I missed a week last week. We had a stomach bug run through the family, and something that I am still getting used to as a content creator is scheduling. I'm wanting to get this out consistently. I've got time each week for it, but man, what happens when that time gets interrupted? You miss a week. So my apologies. Um, here's the good news, though. I gave myself permission to rest. I've got a great article like prepped on partner ops as a strategic role and how to become strategic. Uh, you know, that basically if you're not thinking strategically in your role in operations, whether it's partnerships or not, you're not really doing your job. That's the summary. Moving on for the next few weeks, I'm going to be tactical. I'm going to try to be, I'm going to bring use case examples of things that I've done or things that I'm seeing or ideas that I have on how you can work with your operational mindset, right? Work within the tools you have to do more for your team, improve efficiencies, improve visibility, improve learning, lots of whatever it is. Um, I've got right now about 10 different use cases I'm working on. And this week, I'm going to start with Crossbeam and Speckit. Now, this is going to get a little strange being verbal, and I've only got 10 minutes. That's kind of my self-imposed limit. If you need more information, if you want to see what this might look like or the screenshots or things like that, you're going to have to find it on LinkedIn and or Partner Hacker. Um, I am over there. I'll have those write-ups there. There's going to be links to the platforms, guides, um, links to other articles supporting, all that kind of stuff will exist there. And with that, we're two minutes in. Let's get going. Okay, account mapping. Account mapping is something that's been around for a long time. Right. This is not new. This is a thing that they did in the shadows where they would download an account sheet from the CRM and then send that via email to a sales rep at a different company who would figure out if they had shared things and they would tackle that out. Right. We just kind of look the other way because it wasn't secure. Enter Crossbeam, Partner Tab, Reveal, right? Any system that's allowing you to securely share that data and get a handle on where things are at. I have known about account mapping for years. You know, you're getting an option. You just kind of have to look the other way because they have tacit approval from leadership. I got to work with one of these platforms for the first time this past year uh, at, at, at Sixth Sense. I got to work with Crossbeam. And um, through that, I got to go to Supernode. And I really got to get, see what they're doing with these platforms. You know, so Crossbeam is giving you that secure environment where you can bring in your accounts and you can map them across basic populations for customers, prospects, and opportunities for your designated partners that are also on the platform. So ultimately, you get this nice little grid of nine basic overlaps. Now, these are populated into Crossbeam. You're sharing your data into Crossbeam where it's securely mapped and people can't just run away with your data. That part's great. But they also go back into Salesforce. Now, they can dump your overlaps into Salesforce. And I've got thoughts about how that looks in Salesforce and, and different problems you might have when you're, if you're creating like custom populations in Crossbeam that catch the same customer. Um, and they push that back into Salesforce. There's some things there to consider in how you manage the data, but I want to talk about the widget today because the widget they give you, it lets you put these overlaps. Like here's the customer and here's the population they fall into, or here's the partner and the match population, like right on the customer account and like right on the opportunity. So as you're working through your business, you can see very clearly, okay, I'm going to go to this customer A and customer A has an overlap with these three partners. Um, these three partners have opportunities. And what every one of these pieces are, this is something that I think gets overlooked, is every single time you have an overlap, man, that's a demand for action of some kind. Now, that makes account mapping very strategic and can be very time intensive 
to be able to pull the team in and be able to get the information and be able to get them to use it strategically in their day to day. Because you're working with multiple groups. You can be working with marketing, sales, customer success, uh, product. They all have a vetted interest in this. And that's where we have the problem statement. If I'm working in Salesforce and I have this widget with information and I can view details and see more information about that overlap that comes from crossbeam there, but sometimes it's not enough. I have to still dig to find what's this partner doing for us? What's their solution look like? Do we have any spits? Who do I need to talk to to facilitate this relationship? What's our protocol? What's our engagement standard for this partner? Well, enter Speckit. Now, Speckit is a just-in-time learning platform. It's kind of how they sell it on their website. And essentially, it's, uh, you know, for Salesforce, imagine it like your rich text superpower bubble for your information on anything you want on that screen, right? Through the Chrome plugin, Speckit will look at your page you're on and it'll read it and it'll scan for the keywords tied to the, the spec tags, the specs or the articles you're gonna write in spec. And you make all that information available in Salesforce through a little icon, this little, um, their logo pops up and it pops up next to, literally like if you're looking at a field, there'll be a spec on the end of the field. If you've written something that tags the name of that field, you can click on the spec and you get this great rich text experience where I can edit and create bolded text and italicized text and I can drop in web links and I can embed video all right there in the UI for Salesforce where my users are working. Um, spec will hover kind of on the side so you can actually just go and search your spec library and kind of what it's becoming right is this really great on-demand enablement tool instead of having people go out into an LMS or out into another system to learn this stuff it's all going to live right there in your system. I really, really liked what Speckit did for Salesforce just in terms of giving me operationally the freedom to put more information about process, the freedom to give you more information about this field or how it's used or technical details. Like there's so many ways that you could use the spec and you can write long articles or short articles. You can still link out to your LMS if you want to. It's great stuff. The downside is it does require a lot of backlinking and a lot of administration, right? If a spec goes out of date, you have to manually go do it. I didn't find a way while I was using it at least to automatically create specs based off templates because you would still need all that data preloaded somewhere to pull into your template for your partner. But here's the, here's the, here's the beautiful thing. With spec, it will overlay on top of widgets in Salesforce, which includes the crossbeam widget. It might also include the reveal widget or a partner tab widget. So with that, now I had a widget that had all the partner overlaps for one given account. And then each partner that we wrote a spec for had its own little icon. And anyone in the system could look at the partner, see the overlap, click on partner overlap spec and understand here's what overlaps are for and here's what you do with each overlap. Then they could click on the partner name and get a better understanding of here's our value proposition with this partner. Here's a link to that partner's website. Here's a link to that partner's better together story. Here is a link to, uh, let me scroll down and look at this. I'm trying to look at the template, everything will be there. Oh yeah, integration guidance, right? If this an integration partner, here's the guides on how to turn on the integration. If we're spiffed with the partner, here's the spiff content links. Here's the parameters. Here's how you can get paid for helping sell this partner. I even put in links to partner Slack channels. I went out to Slack and pulled the direct link out to the partner account manager, drop that in there. So now you're two clicks away from having a conversation with the partner manager that can tell you what you need to know about this partner or help get you involved and build a connection there. We could maybe even put out a link to the partner directory or the marketplace, right? You can see all the stuff, anything you want to embed or link. Those are the things that I put in there. So now anytime somebody went into Salesforce, anytime somebody landed on an account, they could look at the overlaps. They could understand what the overlaps were for 
what it even means, enablement right there. And then they could use these specs to actually understand each specific partner engagement and what that partner brings to the table and go to the content that matters for that partner. Now, if you're going to do this, I recommend remembering it does require manual administration. Somebody has to build and maintain these specs. Now, I would actually say, you know what, you can work together um, with your administrator for enablement content, get a template together. I've got notes on that over on Partner Hacker and LinkedIn on the article. Um, you'll be able to find that today. Get a template spec set up, copy that out, duplicate that, and then complete the content. Get your partner managers involved, right? If you have an account and the account has a spec and you see a problem, you guess they have to own that, helping you maintain that. Um, set up a process by which people can report outdated specs. That way you get the administration. So there is some, and then maybe just focus on your high priority partnerships, just like account mapping. I don't think you should necessarily turn account mapping on for your whole network if you've got a deep well of partners and you're just getting into it. Be strategic in what you're doing because you're throwing a lot of information at your teams. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of it, right? It's pretty straightforward. Um, look at what you can do with these tools. Find a way to make it work best for your team. As you adopt these things, the one thing to remember is the cost of scale. If you're going to add spec it to your environment for your whole base and that becomes a key tool, you're going to have to maintain that cost. Licensing will increase. Administration will increase. And you need to make sure if you're going to go this route, is it really worth it? I think spec it gives you value across multiple instances. This is just one very specific example where I think it has enhanced the power of Crossbeam in particular to provide partnership visibility, ecosystem visibility to your entire organization in a controlled way where you know what's out there and people didn't have to go hunt and search anymore to figure out what are we doing with partnerships. If you have any thoughts or questions on this, please ping me, email me, send me something over on LinkedIn, go find the article, make a comment there. I'd love to talk about it. This is the stuff that I enjoy doing. I hope you found this useful and I hope you have a great week.